Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood for another episode. Rob Sanders, Fox Sports Radio 1400. A bit of a cold today, are you all right? I'm fine. And next to him, owner of Mazda of Columbia, our great friend Greg Hood, the podcast named after him. With no cold. That's good. I don't, I don't That's have one. What's good under the hood? I don't think mine's a cold. I think I'm just like dust just gets me. I got a dust in the studio since this is dust my home studio wind. here. There you go. Well, hey, I, I want to start this off, uh, Mr. Woods, and I want to address something. In our last podcast, you made we were talking about Denny's, and you made a comment about you being a drug dealer, and it kind of t- took me back. I'm like, if you were, that wasn't something we really need to be talking I was about. Not a drug, was- I was referencing a song from the late 80s by a band called David and David, and one of the lines was he, he kept a booth at Denny's because he, he was a drug dealer, kept a a booth at Denny's and it just, it just, when Denny's came up, it reminded me of that song. So you I wanted to be drunk. All right, I was just checking on you. I've never I, done I, them, dealt what, them, and I do not go, go back and watch the last podcast and you should like, and subscribe by the way, and share the show with your friends. Greg and I cut a look at each other, yeah. like, like flying saucers of, of ninja stars were coming out of our eyes. Like, what did he just say? Yeah, like, uh, how do you oh, recover? Goodness. How do you recover from that? My just friend roll with it. My drug dealer friend, Andy Woods over here. <laughs> <I am> not. <laughs> and, and, and see, so Andy's not into the whole drug thing. He just likes. Uh, I'd like to buy a nickel likes- bag, please. <laughs> What is that? There you go. What's that? What are you talking about, Greg? I don't. Oh know. my don't know gosh! Anything, Here's that sound Andy again. He just likes the '80s music, man. Yeah, he he is '80s music, and you're in the music business, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Andy's been on every format, including his voice has been pretty much on every format ever, except for news talk. I I know that he's done. He obviously does country music now. He did retro rock. He did classic. Classic rock's the same thing. I think you've done top 40, right? Yeah, I did top 40. Well, like, Rob, you do early weather. 80s. I know I do the weather. Yeah. You do and weather traffic. all the time. And, yeah, and, and traffic and sports. Yeah, I don't I don't get to do the fun stuff like introducing like uh like bands and stuff like Andy does, but Andy's also done some hip hop. I did for a while. You did, and that's yeah. absolutely true. Wow. Andy Woods was uh was uh, did some uh some voice work for uh 100.1 the beat. I did at one point. And I, he actually sounded like he was down with it. Thank God they right. have missed Monique now. So <laughs> well, the guy that put him on is no longer here, so <laughs> maybe part that, of it. Was that BA? That was BA. Brian Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but uh we have stuff, we have car stuff to talk about today. And used cars. Yeah, used 39% cars. 39% price hike in used cars. Is that real? Is it true? It is unfortunately true. Um the 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 problem with that is is that you know all the prognosticators are out there deciding that the whole world's gonna collapse here in about two months. And I would say that it's going to probably check up a little bit in terms of values. But the other thing is, is that nobody's really talking about. But over the last couple of years, new car prices just on average went up about six grand. So that that from a starting point of there, that actually elevates the price of used cars in general. Right. But right now, one of the things that we're facing, as long as interest and and I read something that the average used car price now is about thirty grand. Good lord, which is a lot. But, oh, wait. Oh, are, but do, you... the, do the math on that. So, yeah, $15,000 car is gone. Uh, there was an article in, uh, I think it was Automotive News or something where I read it. And they were talking about some woman came into the dealership to buy a car and she had $7,500 to spend. And, you know, right. they sold her a car with 160,000 miles on it that was an old Scion. And, and it's true because that's all you're going to get. So you've either, if we buy a, a older car with some miles on it, generally, we're going to have a reconditioning expense that goes into that. So if I pay $3,500 or $4,000 for a car, 
I'm going to spend fifteen to two thousand dollars on a car in reconditioning that has one hundred sixty, hundred eighty thousand miles. Now that doesn't mean a car won't go a lot longer than that. They will. Matter of fact, I put a car, a Ford Edge, two thousand Ford Edge, I put through the shop today that we took in trade, had one hundred ninety-eight thousand miles on it, and the only thing it needed was wiper blades, a cabin filter, and four tires. Wow. And that's that's yeah. un- but somebody maintained that vehicle. I'd, yeah. I'd feel better about that 200,000 mile car than I would feel about a lot of 50 or 60,000 mile cars nobody takes care of, but the prices are through the roof. So, so I, I, I don't know if I shared this before, but I had a salesman, we were going over to the Harley shop. He's dropping me off and he said, Hey, can you quit buying these expensive trucks and buy some 15,000 mile dollar cars? And I said, there aren't any $15,000 cars. You can't buy a 15,000 car. If you do, it's over a hundred thousand miles. I, and see, I, I look at my, I, I have a Honda Civic and I know that you're trying to get me out of it and want me to come and buy something down there from you. And I probably will end up doing that, but I bought it in 2015 as a brand new car with eight miles on it. And I paid $26,000 for it. Right. And you're telling me a used car now is $30,000. The average used car. Yeah. That people are purchasing is 30 grand. And, and I had to, in our organization, I'm in a group, I'm in a dealer <clears> group and in our group, uh, my overall inventory cost is less because I get to see everything. It's less than everybody else's, but I finally had to change my opinion and start um, my, spending more money on cars than I wanted to because it was getting harder and harder to find them. So one of the things that's in our favor right now, everybody talks about, oh, the crash of a used car. As car, new cars go up uh, through inflation and the stuff that's going on, is that that will help maintain the used car from diving. Now, I think it'll probably, it's probably plateaued. Uh, in my opinion, or it may, it may re- regress a little bit. What will change that is interest rates. And to give you an example, right now, if you went out and bought a used car and you spent $30,000 on it, I'm going to ballpark in a couple of things. Your payment's probably about 40, 475, 465, 475. For a used vehicle. Well, hear me out. Let me All finish right. my, my story. And then you can <clears throat> raise your eyebrows at the rest of the story. Because if if the interest rate all of a sudden, if they start going up, because that's the next thing to happen. If the interest rates start going up, all of a sudden your interest rates at 10%, now you can only buy a $25,000 car for that roughly that same payment. So that $5,000 is sucked up by um, the, the lender instead of the, the cost of the car. That'll cause uh, the, the market to sink a little bit, to pull back uh, in itself of what is affordable to a customer. So that, you know, we're, I'm not hoping for that. Uh, there's a probably a safe bet that they're going to go up a little bit. You buy a new car, you know, right now you can get two and a half, three percent interest on one from a credit union or whatever. Um, there's pretty low rates and used cars are just a little bit more because there's more risk in it for the lender. And that's why they have a higher rate on a used car, but they've made the car still more affordable. So that has allowed people to get into them. Right. I'm just stunned by that. But how, how, how do we fix it? And I mean, I guess fix it for the consumer because, you know, you and I talked before we went on the air in a couple of years, I'm going to have to buy my daughter her first car. And you're telling me that in theory, I'm going to have to pay at least $30,000 for it when my last new car I paid twenty five dollars for. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to answer that yet <laughs> other than to say that, yeah, there's some risk in that. Um, you know, I, I do think prices will kind of adjust themselves. And my fear from a dealer's side is that, I don't want to wake up one morning and all of a sudden I have a hundred thousand dollars worth of water on my lot because what we went out and bought and traded for is now it's like playing the stock market. All of a sudden it's worth 
you know, if they're worth $4,000 less a car and I've got 50 cars out there, all of a sudden I'm 200 grand backwards. I mean, so the, we've, we've got a lot of risk in all of that in buying a car. I try and, you know, buy a couple, two, three weeks out, maybe 30 days out at the most. So if the market does take a hard shift and that part of that will be dictated by um, new inventory levels coming up. Um, as new inventory levels come up, obviously, that uh, prices, it's supply and demand. So prices will adjust right. themselves out. Go ahead. I'm sorry, but do you think that once we get back to a point where we're producing new cars at the level we were before COVID, that that may level out the used car market, being that we'll have more new cars that are out there? Yeah, it'll slow it down. And what I'm, what I'm hoping, it just doesn't take a dive. <clears throat> we hope it, it walks it down kind of self kind of gradually. Right because it would be devastating to a lot of us in this business. And, you know, there, I, there's all kinds of so, so much negativity flying out there and all these articles you read talking, you know, that are consumer friendly articles of talking about, well, sell your car. Now, if you're going to sell it, it's at the peak. Well, maybe it is, but you know, why sell the car now? If you still want the car, I mean, it, there's, it just, there's just crazy advice out there. All I can say is this, nobody really knows. And, the inflation that's going on in a new car is helping to drive some of that. I mean, if, cause if a Toyota pickup is $5,000 more than it was a year ago, then there's going to be a portion of that that will stay in the used car in the trade inside because you still got the gap between new and used. It won't be, it won't stay what it is though, to answer your question. Well, it's the, it's the math part of it is just interesting to me. Andy, I was talking to my friend the other day in the gym though, and they were talking about Carvana. Mm -hmm. And he, he, this is a guy that watches the watches the the show on YouTube, yeah. and uh, John in the gym is a guy that uh, tries to lift more weights than I do, and he, he fails regularly, but he does watch the show. Kind of so, another humble brag. Well, he's, there's one last podcast, and then we got I that know, one. Right? You get one. Oh, he show. was just talking about how great John is because <laughs> yeah. he watches the podcast. That's what Not I was because yeah. after John's weights. great because he's uh he watches the show, but he said, "I'm thinking about buying a car with Carvana. Is that something that?" And John's a guy that. He he likes the whole. Am I? Can I, can I ask a question? Did John miss something up in the upper corner of our podcast that he watches that says Mazda of Columbia? <laughs> what in the very, world? Very good observation. Well, that's good. that's kind of what I went to him with. I'm like, dude, why would you want to go to that when you can go and and go to Mazda of Columbia and you actually test drive I a like, car? I like the process of buying a car. Okay, so let's throw <laughs> let's throw a rocket at at when I, John. I, at jo no, at Rob. Let's be nice to John. He watches the show. I love now. John. John what is the John? best. All right. John, John's a little, a little weaker than everybody, but he's he's a exactly. great guy. No, but so here's my take on Carvana. I I didn't quite understand the concept of building a building that made it look like a um, candy machine. But okay, they want to build vending machines for cars. Great, that's their shtick. But Carvana is having some problems, and their stock is still performing pretty well. I looked at it the other day, and I'm surprised by it, but and this is, I'm not telling their laundry that isn't already out there in all the attorney generals across the United States. And that is, is that they sold a bunch of cars they don't have titles to. So they're doing a couple things. And first of all, Carvana is probably, I wouldn't pick it as your best place to buy a car just financially, because the only place they can acquire a vehicle is through an auction. They're, if they're going to, or maybe there's some trades or they're, they're auctioning or they're buying it from the public. So if they're buying it from the public and they go out and they put out a really big number on that car to buy it, they've got to put a bigger number on that car than me to buy it, or they're going to take it away from me, the dealer in a transaction. So when they do that, that means they're in the car more. So if they're in a car more, they're going to have to sell it for more. That's number one. 
Number two, when it comes to that, and I don't have some real hate for online buying of a car and we'll certainly accommodate somebody if they want to. And we take really good pictures and they do too. And they do great. But the one thing that you can't do when you buy a car from Carvana, even though they give you some return policy is drive it. I won't buy a used car without driving it. When we take a car and trade at our dealership, you know, we don't give it the old Hiawatha appraisal. We go out and we drive the car. That's the way we refer to it in the car business. But the point is we go out and we drive the automobile. The reason why is we're buying that car. So why would we expect a consumer to, and now we want them to trust us, but why would we expect them to not be able to drive an automobile? And I'll give you an example. So a used car, I was coming down here to the station, used car came up to the front line. Uh, the detailer dropped it off and I was walking outside. I said, here, give me the keys. I'm going to take that for a little spin here. So we have a quality control process in our shop. After a car goes through for reconditioning, the service manager himself drives the car. Well, I try and drive used cars from time to time too. It's kind of a check in the checker. And I hopped in this car and the first thing that hit me in the forehead was that it said taillight out. I'm sorry, brake light out. That's not good. No, well, what it turned out was is that there was a, we replaced a license plate light on the back of it because I called the service manager on the way here. I said, do you drive this car? He said, yeah. I said, well, was there a light on? He goes, well, yeah, but I remember we were waiting for the light part to come in and it came in, but I drove it the day before because all it needed was the light part. Right. So we had a breakdown in our process there of something which is very, very minor. But the point is, is that, you know, you're going to, I would want, before I spent my hard-earned money on something, I want to put my hands on it. I, somewhere along the way in my brain, it says, and this is just my brain, small as it is, says that if you're going to want to return your car to Carvana, it ain't going to be super easy. They're going yeah. to try and resist something because they want to keep their deal together and, and make their money. But the other thing is, is I believe in buying local. I mean, if, if you live in this market yeah. <laughs> and I'm supporting people that live here, work here, taxes go here, why in the heck do we want to give them to Carvana? So, yeah, so take John, care of your own. Yeah, John, take your butt down to Mazda of Columbia. And, and John, uh, you and should have been here already. You, if you watch the, <laughs> uh, the podcast, unless you don't like the podcast. He just, he, but literally, he just asked me this, and I was like, well, I'll, I'll ask uh, Greg on I'll the podcast. I'll tell you what it boils down to. You know, everything is marketing. So, you know, I market, they market, everybody's competing for that customer's dollar. Um, and, you know, I may not have the car that he's looking for that he wants. I get that. I'm, I can't sell a car to everybody. But I'm, I'm going to guarantee you this, somewhere in this market, him living here, somewhere in this market, somebody's got something he could drive other than going to uh, that kind of uh, a place and, and buying one. But, 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 sorry, Andy. but every time I see the Carvana commercials or any of those, because there are a few of them that will deliver cars to your house. You don't even I'll, have to I'll leave. Del I'll deliver a car to your you house. You don't even have to leave your home to get a car. That's the whole point of having a freaking car to leave the house. If you, if you're that set on staying at your house and never leaving, why do you need a freaking car anyway? That's you don't actually, have to, you don't have to a leave pretty your, good point. You don't have to leave your house. You've, buy a car. you've got a car, get in the car, go to the car dealership, exactly. get another car, leave your old one, bring home a new one, test yeah, drive it. But you know what drove all that is COVID. COVID's what made Carvana really, they got yeah. lucky. They were, they were bumping along and doing okay. And then when COVID hit, you know, they appealed to, um, all the stuff that you're hearing of staying away and contactless deliveries and all that, which most of the dealerships will do. I mean, it's no different. And you know, the internet's changed everything for us because I sell cars to Pennsylvania and Arizona and all kinds of places. If they can't find a car, um, because that's what, you know, auto traders and car gurus and all those companies do, you know, they're aggregators that, you know, put all that stuff online that, that displays our inventory all across the country. And so, you know, everybody can do what they do. 
there's nothing unusual to it. Um, I will say this to them, though. Um, they take really good pictures. And I think the vending machines are kind of cool. I didn't know if they were real or not. And my folks were driving through Atlanta. And my mom, who's good on the iPhone, finally, after I've instructed for years and years, took a picture of the, of the car tower, the Carvana Tower, and said they are real. I didn't think they were real. I thought that was just something they put in a commercial. It's weird, though, when you drive by one and they're empty. Do you get the big coin like the? I don't. I don't. I've never been to a Carvana. I've just when I lived in Florida, they, they had one. Uh, when you're on your way, I think it was in Sarasota or something along the interstate. There, they uh, FedEx you a big coin. So if uh, under that logic, if we put a if we put a uh, a vending machine of cars at uh, at Mazda of Columbia, do we get a big coin with Greg's face on it? <laughs> it's not a Bitcoin. It's a big coin. Yeah, <laughs> you can invest in Bitcoin. No, but you mentioned earlier about you can uh, you can. You may not be able to buy a car, for, have a car for everyone, but in theory, if I came to you and said, hey, Greg, within the next, I don't know, 60 days, I'd like to have my dream car, a 2015 Jeep Wrangler. Can you get it in theory? Yeah, I can get it. And a lot of times I'll end up with it in that period of time. Here is the hard part of um, buying for somebody that says there is no used car factory. So, and no two used cars are the same, which kind of ties back to what I said about Carvana. You got to put your hands on it and touch it. Uh, right. Unless you really don't care. If you're buying a, I don't know, some very generic car and you just need to get to point A and point B, then it's okay. interesting how you just avoided any kind of brand name when you called that out. <laughs> well, because you had one in mind. I did. <laughs> I know you I, did. I did. But I, I think he was about to, to, to take a dump on my Jeep Wrangler that I like. <laughs> I got a really nice one sitting out front, by the way. It's a white one. It's beautiful, and it's lifted, and it's even got electric running boards on it. And the whole so bit. have the lights it's underneath, nice. the LEDs underneath. Oh, yeah, it's got the full that. package. Yeah. But um, that being said, is that the hard part for me would be if you said, hey, I want you to buy me a, I don't know, a Kia Stinger. And I'd say, okay, and I want the GT. And all right, I want it in red. All right. I got to go online and compete with people to try and buy that car. And all of a sudden, if I buy the car, and then it gets to the lot, and you go, I changed my mind. Then you're stuck with it at, at too much money. So there's, a, yeah. it's hard. That doesn't mean it's impossible. And yeah, I've, I've filled the needs of customers many times uh, on that, but it's, it's, especially in this climate, it's really hard. So you got to have a range of money. Um, I did have a salesperson that came to me a couple of months ago and she said her uncle wanted to um, uh, have a, he wanted a 2,500 Denali and he would spend up to 70,000 bucks and he wanted to, you know, it could be a 19, whatever heck it happened to be. I started looking online. And one of the cool things about Carfax is, is that you can uh, click on the button and it's it'll open up an MSRP for you. And all these two-year-old Denali's were bringing more than MSRP. The last thing I was going to do is buy a car at more or a truck at more than MSRP and have the guy change his mind or not like it. So I was kind of out on that deal. If it was a $20,000 car, I'd take the risk. At $70,000, I'm probably not your guy to go get you a car. <laughs> but you're going to be able to uh, to get people cars, especially at uh, the all-new Mazda of Columbia. The all-new Mazda of Columbia. Real I quick. In, hanging stuff down there. It looks cool. In like 15 or 20 or 30 seconds, how's the uh, the build-out going? 15 <laughs> or 20 or 30? Yeah, just quick. I'm going to burn up about 15 seconds <laughs> talking about the 15, 20, or 30. <laughs> how's, how's the construction going? Great. Good. Great. I, I realized something, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you are doing construction on a building, I would think that people who are architects, and that's just a blanket statement, architects would know that you need certain things if you've been doing this 
for the last how many years and building Mazda dealerships or Kia dealerships or Toyota dealerships. There's certain things that go into what happens in a shop. And when I, I found it fascinating that nowhere anywhere in the plans were there a place for a sink for the technicians to wash their hands. Like what? Just bottles so, of hand sanitizer. Yeah, well, that doesn't work. And <laughs> the last thing you want them to do is being all greasy and walking into their their area, um, their locker room and greasing everything up and the sinks and all that. I'm not doing that. So I had one put in, but that it's after the fact. They got to cut into the concrete and all that stuff. You, you so. put it outdoors, didn't you? Did you put it outdoors? Yeah, it's out there, yeah, our, out there by the uh, toilet, by, by, the, by the outhouse. That's the way yeah. we do it, man. We're saving money, you know, so we can pass it on to our customers. Right, we're done. Uh, hey, as as the scroll says in the bottom, please like, subscribe, and share the show. Do it in 15, 20, or 30 seconds. <laughs> and thanks for hanging out with us today. Bye. It's What's Good Under the Hood. Bye.